This is the end Beautiful friend This is the end My only friend The end Of our elaborate plans The end Of everything that stands The end No safety or surprise The end I'll never look into your eyes again Can you picture what will be so limitless and free? Ronald Stark woke up in March of 1976 and he was in Don Bosco prison. At the beginning of the 1960s, he'd been an accountant from New York. When the Italian authorities busted him in 1975, he was a polite, well-spoken British citizen called Terence W. Abbott. He had a real British passport and he could recite its number from memory, which was 348489A. He'd befriended some Red Brigade's members during his time inside and he shared cigarettes and traded strategic advice with Renato Curcio in the yard. He told them that he was a Palestinian freedom fighter. He offered to connect the brigades with secure weapons supply lines and contacts in the revolutionary left-wing underground across Europe. He showed them how to create coded messages that he assured them could never be broken. He told them that he could find them communication equipment that was impossible to bug or wiretap. And he told them that he believed in their cause and he wanted to help them in their struggle against the Italian state and the American empire. A few years before this, he'd been a Lebanese arms dealer who was fluent in Arabic and friendly with PLR leaders. In the late 1960s, he'd been a Cornell University dropout transplanted to the West Coast. People there took him for some far out old man, a square who had had his mind blown by acid and got hip to the movement. In other parts of Europe, at other times, he'd been a fascist and a neo-Nazi, helping Gladio Sells clean dirty money in banks where he was on first-name terms with financial executives and shareholders. He helped Sicilian mobsters move heroin and pot through customs checkpoints that he corrupted. And by the early 1980s, he'd be an American expat living in Amsterdam and operating an import-export business. But in March of 1976, Ronald Stark was doing time for drug smuggling in Don Bosco prison. And there's every chance in the world that he'd chosen to be arrested. Occasionally, Stark would actually explain his um, personal philosophy to acquaintances or business colleagues. He told them that he believed he could use LSD to overthrow the existing world order and bring down both the capitalist and the communist states. He claimed that he was inspired by a Robert Heinlein book called The Moon is a Harsh Mistress. Uh, the book is about a workers' revolution on a colony in outer space. Stark was especially taken with a character called Professor Bernardo de la Paz. De la Paz advances a cell theory of revolutionary organizing in which a network of cells with no more than three people in them 
orbit a single leader nerd. These cells operate independently of one another, and in fact, it's preferable that they're completely unaware of each other's existence. The leader nerd serves as the sole conduit of communication, uh, carrying information between the different cells in the network. But the leader nerd should be the only link in the system that is aware of what everybody else is doing. It's possible that Stark viewed himself as this leader nerd and he certainly kept his business affairs extremely compartmentalized, and he haunted the radical underground across Europe and the Americas. But what his actual objective was, beyond making lots and lots of money from drug smuggling, is a little bit more ambiguous. Stark's biography reads like the fever dream confession of an American deep state that doesn't even realize it's making one. He's something more than just a double or triple agent. His activities throughout the 60s and the 70s are so murky that people still argue over whether he was an asset for the CIA or the CIA was an asset for him. He is the psychedelic counterpart to guys like Robert Mayhew, you know, Howard Hughes's bagman. Stark is a guy who was never more than two or three links away from some of the biggest events of the period. So whether you're talking about the counterculture, the spread of LSD, the years of lead or the Manson family, you will find him lurking in the background. And if we want to understand this period, and I mean, if we really truly want to understand it, then we need to understand a guy like Ronald Stark. And we need to examine the fragments of myth and rumor and conspiracy theory that constitute the story, not just of his life, but the story of an entire era. Come on. Uh, 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 yeah. oh.